The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. You're welcome back. It is time for our weekly US slot with Cal Thomas and Marion McKeown. Uh, Marion, Robert Kennedy Jr. just went out for a nice quiet dinner, but he went full on Robert Kennedy Jr. What happened? Oh, you know, this <laughs> This is such a car crash of a campaign. Uh, basically, what happened was Robert Kennedy Jr. held a dinner in New York. And during the dinner, he said, well, you know what? He did say it. He said that there, um, there, this dinner was a farce, by the way. Apparently, I had a friend who was attending the dinner. There was a near fist fight between several people who uh, were discussing climate change with great passion when apparently somebody let off gas very deliberately in, you know, in front of somebody else. The whole thing just sounded like an utter chaotic event. But he said, uh, and I will just quote him, there's an argument that it's that he, he was talking about COVID and implying that, you know, as we know, he's a conspiracy theorist. It's actually quite sad. And I've said on this show before, I remember 20 years ago, he was a really effective environmental lawyer and head of Riverkeeper, which did terrific work in New York to clear up the Hudson River. But he's really gone, you know, off the, off the reservation. Uh, so he said about COVID and that it was ethnically targeted, that COVID-19 attacks certain races disproportionately. And then he said the people who are most immune to COVID are Ashkenazi Jews and Chinese. So he seemed to be implying there that that COVID was deliberately targeting, you know, white people, black people, Hispanic people, and that in some way it was excluding Chinese people and Ashkenazi Jews. Now, that, to have said that at a dinner is just unspeakable. He's got all his COVID crank um, theories, but his family came out, several of his family members, including his sister, Kerry Kennedy, uh, who said she strongly condemns his deplorable and untruthful remarks. Marks. Um, his nephew, uh, uh, Joe Kennedy III, who is currently the, uh, the envoy to Northern Ireland and who was a very hardworking, effective congressman, um, also came out and um, said his comments were hurtful, wrong, unequivocally condemned them, uh, as, as I think both these Kennedys should. Now, he then came back and said, oh, who me, basically, and said the New York story was mistaken, that he never suggested that the virus was engineered to spare Jews. Well, it certainly sounded like that from his own words. And, you know, so I think he was doing a bit of a Donald Trump there, saying something and then saying it was taken out of context. Uh, you know, it's it, it's just, it, he's basically getting his information off Wikipedia, it seems. And there's no excuse for somebody who is a very smart lawyer, who's very well educated, to be coming out with this utter nonsense. Um, his campaign was never going anywhere anyway, although he did reach up to 20%, according to some polls, but it's a crank campaign by somebody who is essentially who has devolved into a crank. Well, as a football commentator in my day job, I'm very concerned that you can't take everything you read on Wikipedia as fact because uh, I've basically been doing that for about 10 years at this stage. <laughs> I, think, I think we'd kind of all agree with that one, Nathan, yeah. Uh, Cal, what's going on with Robert Kennedy Jr.? What's the play here? Is he just relishing the spotlight or what, what's happened that he's gone from being this environmental lawyer, respected figure to incidents like this that really see everybody, family, friends trying to distance himself from him? Well, I think Marion is right. He was an effective uh, environmental lawyer. And we've got a lot of people who seem to have uh, come up from the depths of somewhere on all sides where the crazies are now ruling. You now have uh, Cornell West, uh, an African-American professor who uh, is uh, trying to get the presidential nomination on the Green Party ticket. I think he represents a greater threat 
to the Biden re-election than Robert Kennedy Jr. did. And I think Kennedy's uh, comments are just going to uh, disenfranchise him from any kind of of uh, credibility at all. Fox News has been having him on quite often. I think after these comments, they won't have him often as uh, as much as they did before. But if you look at the figures, you know, he said blacks are targeted. Uh, white people, more white people, more than 700,000 Caucasians in America were killed, according to the CDC, by uh, by COVID. Uh, far, far fewer African-American people and uh, indigenous people, it seems, uh, have uh, uh, have gotten it more than uh, others. But uh, again, this has nothing to do with targeting. This has to do with health backgrounds and behavior and other things. And to just uh, broadly brush uh, entire ethnic and racial groups with these conspiracy-type theories, I think falls into the category of his denial of uh, vaccination uh, efficacy, efficacy as well. You mentioned Cornell West there, who's going to try and become yeah. a Green Party candidate for the election. Yeah. Who is he? Well, first of all, uh, he's incredibly articulate. He's very smart. He's a lot like Bernie Sanders, frankly. Uh, very, very full of passion. Uh, he is uh, he is a, he is a liberal. Obviously, he would describe himself as that, and uh, he has been a, a college professor for some time. And he comes up and back in the, in the media every few years or so with, uh, uh, frankly, some outrageous statements. But he is entertaining. He is interesting, and uh, I think he is going to be more of a credible challenger, much like uh, uh, some other third party candidates have been to incumbents in the past. You think of. Ross Perot, you think of uh, former Governor George Wallace, um, you think of, uh, oh, gee, a number, just uh, not all of them come to mind. But I do think he could be a credible uh, challenge and take votes away uh, from Joe Biden, especially in those key states that any Republican or any Democrat, anybody, any candidate has to win in order to win the presidency. Marion, uh, Donald Trump this afternoon said he received a letter from the Justice Department saying that he is the target of the long-running investigation into efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. What does this mean in terms of him potentially going before a grand jury? Well, I, what it means is, and again, it, it is he who released this information. He did receive a letter on Sunday, apparently, from Jack Smith. Uh, the Department of Justice, it, its policy is to stay absolutely silent about everything until the indictment. And that speaks for itself. It's Donald Trump who's putting this out early to try and drum up support and outrage and attention. And he's doing that already. Kevin McCarthy has come out with a complete lie. He's the uh, Republican House Speaker who says that this is Joe Biden who has done this, basically. Joe Biden has nothing to do with the Department of Justice, although if Donald Trump gets his way in 2025, apparently he'll run it if he if he became president again. Uh, and so this is Jack Smith who has been carrying out this investigation, who used all of the information, which was, you may remember, the, the, January, uh, the January 6th committee, which put on some pretty powerful public hearings. And he has taken that information, done investigations of his own, and decided that Donald Trump is 
is a person of interest. Now, it may be on, we don't know a, a target, I should say, not a person of interest. A person of interest is, is, is a lower level target is where you really want to get the lawyers lined up. Um, and, uh, you know, I, there seems to be plenty of evidence. And it's, you know, we don't know what area, though, he's a target. Is it that he raised all this money fraudulently, a quarter of a billion dollars claiming that he was going to use it for January 6th legal battles and basically stuck it in his back pocket? Or is it the, because of what he was doing before it in, in these sort of conspiracies that were going on to overthrow the election? We don't know. But I, Jack Smith is a pretty formidable uh, prosecutor. Uh, there, there is a lot of talk about that this is is political. Well, you know, January 6th happened, much as people tend to want to deny it. And uh, we'll see where it goes from here. But he's got other legal problems. The, um, the Georgia Supreme Court really slapped him down yesterday, took one business day to tell him in no uncertain terms that he had no business coming to the court at all. Uh, he wanted to stop the criminal investigation in Florida. He wanted to stop Fannie Willis, who is apparently very near announcing indictments um, from pr- proceeding. And he wanted her, you know, various other things done. He's up to his neck in legal trouble. It doesn't seem to be affecting him too much so far. Donald Trump supporters are diehard, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, Cal, apparently Netflix are the big winners from the writers and actors strike because they've so many foreign-led productions. But I'm sure when they all do get back to work, they'll be planning a series on the Gilgo Beach killings, um, the serial killings that have been, I think, the talk of America over the last few weeks. Well, they have a DG. I thought we were going to talk about the uh, the Hollywood strike because as a member of SAG-AFTRA for many, many years, I, I have a personal interest in this. But yes, these, these uh, this Gilgo Beach on Long Island in New York, uh, serial killings, at least uh, three prostitutes. Uh, the authorities are looking into other possible connections to, uh, to this guy named Rex Hoorman, who's 59 years old. He was an architect. He had, a, he had an office in Manhattan. He had a wife. Uh, he had what seemed like a normal family, and yet he had this incredible dark side. This reminds me of a story I covered when I was a reporter in the early 70s in Houston, uh, where a guy named uh, Elmer Wayne Henley was uh, uh, picking up boys for a guy named Dean Coral, who was uh, raping and killing them on a torture board and burying them on a beach in High Island, south of Galveston, Texas. These things surface from time to time. We've had, you know, the famous uh, film about Hannibal Lecter and others uh, that uh, that resemble reality. Uh, this guy is going to go away for a long, long time, I think, if the charges against him are proved. It's crazy stuff, and as you say, it's been dominating the news here uh, all weekend and for several days moving into this week. And remarkable, Marion. He got away for, what, 16 years, 17 years on one of these? Yeah, well, you know, I suppose you hide in plain sight. Like, you know, the fact he's an architect, as Cal said, the fact that he had his office in Manhattan, he was living out in Long Island, apparently a respectable family man. Uh, there, were, there was a report I saw that it said that his wife's DNA was also found on two of the bodies. Now, that may have just been transference. That You know, who knows? But it, it sounded a bit ominous as well. Um, yeah, but I, again, as Cal said, the Hollywood strike is, is I think, grabbing the, the public attention a lot more than this story. Uh, with, you know, as with the actors having joined forces now, and and it looks like it's going to be a long hot summer for everyone involved. I, I'm in Los Angeles. Oh, morning, awesome. the the public is still very much on the side of the writers and actors, and uh, you know it, it it shows no sign of resolving. And as you said earlier, Netflix is going to benefit from this because a lot of Netflix Netflix pro- product is a already in the can and b comes from other countries, so its stock has gone up by seventeen percent. But you know it 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 really. Um, 
there there are a lot of legitimate issues involved in this strike, and and as I say, it's it, it's it. Th- temperatures and passions are very, very high here in Los Angeles about it. A computer-generated Cal Thomas was the final straw for the actors, Cal. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be with us forever. (laughs) As we've seen in the latest Indiana Jones uh, movie, making Harrison Ford look younger, there's speculation that somebody could take the image of Tom Cruise from uh, his latest or earlier films. Uh, We'll have you on next week saying great things about Biden. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that would be a real problem for me. (laughs) How long do you see this running for? Well, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, both sides are dug in pretty hard, but I, I do I do think the it's not just the actors and writers. Hollywood is supported by a lot of other people that you never see, uh, and uh, their jobs would be affected as well. So, I mean, uh, California is a Democrat-run state. Uh, Los Angeles is a Democrat-run city. Uh, I think the politicians ought to get involved in this and try to reach some kind of a settlement. Uh, otherwise, I think it's going to result in some serious unemployment problems. Uh, We don't have time, unfortunately, for our final story, which is the breaking news that a U.S. national uh, is likely to be in North Korean custody after crossing the inter-Korean border during a tour without approval. But we haven't seen Matt Cooper today and we haven't seen Dennis Rodman today. So uh, (laughs) if he's not back by this day next week, we'll talk about it then. Maybe we should be a little bit concerned. Very good. Cal Thomas, Mary McCone, great stuff as always. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM, it all happens here.